This episode of the Prime Resources Podcast features a discussion on artificial intelligence. AI is a rapidly evolving field, and we encourage listeners to consult with their IT professionals before implementing any AI technologies within their businesses. The following conversation is intended for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional advice. BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is what AI can and can't do for contractors. Joining us today is Gavin Percy, Profit Coach Advisor, and Tyler Gunhus, Senior Marketing Communications Specialist. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, Yeah, great to have you both. I'm excited uh, for our discussion today. And Gavin, since you're new to the podcast, I'd love for you to uh, briefly introduce yourself, your background, and, and what you do for BDR. Cool. Yeah. So again, thanks for having me. Excited to have a chance to speak with you guys today. My background, I started in the industry really through distribution. Uh, Northern California became a territory manager. Uh, My father was kind of my shoe in to the industry. So that provided me an awesome opportunity. I got to meet a lot of great contractors through that. That's exactly how I came to know BDR right through the training classes bringing my dealers to the training classes seeing what amazing things it can do for the people that really latch on to it and helping them implement right so fast forward i moved to texas and came to work for bdr currently i'm a profit coach advisor i've been in this role for going on two years um, and i get to have awesome conversations and really act as a bridge for HVAC plumbing electrical contractors that have a desire to grow or achieve more in their business, creating customized coaching programs tailor fit to their goals to help them achieve those goals really faster with less friction. So that's the Cliff Notes version where I started, where I'm at. Very good. Thank you for that. And uh, Tyler, I'll let you, you've been on the podcast before but it won't hurt to remind everyone what you do for BDR. Yeah, excited to be back. Thanks again for having me, Matt. Tyler Gunhu, Senior Marketing Communications Specialist at BDR, when with BDR coming up on three years here for me. I joined back in 2020, the height of COVID, and in that time, I've gotten to work and help build our marketing department here. Uh, we just added another marketing team member, so exciting to see our department grow and and how how we can utilize some of the the talents and the resources that our team members bring to the table and help contractors grow and improve their businesses. So I'm excited to be part of this discussion today. Very deep topic that I think we could probably spend the next 12 hours having a massive discussion about, but we're not going to. We're going to keep this short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, well, I think that's a good good way to get into this discussion and just let everyone listening know that we're learning about AI just like you all are, you know, chat GPT kind of 
came into the culture these last few months and taken the world by storm in a lot of ways. And so we are not experts, but we have been investigating. We are using AI in some form and function. The reason why we have Gavin and Tyler here today is that Gavin has had a a big interest in learning about this subject. Tyler as well. We're using it a little bit in some of the BDR marketing that we do. So I think we can bring some uh, nice discussion to the table, give you some thought-provoking ideas, maybe some things you weren't aware of that's out there related to AI. And let's just get started. So Gavin, I'm going to go to you first. And I think a good way to begin is just talk about maybe some of the AI resources that are out there. Some people may have heard of ChatGBT, but I think there's some others maybe they haven't heard of, and uh, I'll let you talk about those. Okay. Yeah. So really, before diving into some of those, I would also like to add that you know all these different platforms that you're probably using today use some form of AI. So whether you're using a Google Maps, a Netflix, YouTube, Spotify, different platforms, they're recommending different artists, different songs, different movies based on what you've previously done, right? Those are all algorithms that these platforms follow. So, I mean, this stuff's been around for some time. And yeah, you're right, Matt, ChatGPT really was a catalyst of conversation and really propelled the AI long language model. So with that said, there's also generative AI, which is more what ChatGPT is and other platforms like MidJourney. But generative AI is creating new content. So it's creating new images, music or text based on what the input is. So based on input data or information that you're feeding it, it's predicting what's coming next and giving you answers based on a huge oceans amount of information, right? So different tools that are available out there, which are really cool. um, And and some of them are, you know, existing SAI partners of BDR. So a lot of different existing softwares, existing companies are now rolling in AI, you know, implementing AI features into their platforms. So, like XOI, I think they're, to my knowledge, they're using some sort of AI within their software and it's doing great things for service technicians in the industry as a whole. Um, Other things out there, crisp.ai, right? It records transcripts. A lot of teams are remote. So if you have a larger team and you're doing a lot of virtual meetings, it's great to be able to not have a dog barking in the background, not have a baby crying in the background, right? Get good audio and also transcribe that audio. So you're able to record things, summarize things, you're able to take action items and follow up based on those notes from the meeting. You're able to then take all that information and plug it into whatever tech stack you're using, like a Slack or other sort of communication platform. There's more too. So there's like chatbots for your website. Contractors can use things like that now There are specific chatbots out there that you're able to, some that I've found that you're able to use your website as data. So it can pull all the information off your website. And then you can also add in data. So maybe you add in specific Q and A's that 
discuss your good, better, best, fantastic, discuss your membership in a little bit more detail, discuss financing, the range of payment options for equipment. In this age of information, that's what a lot of consumers want is simply the information. They want it readily available. Then obviously ChatGPT. Uh, and if anybody's listening to this who hasn't been to ChatGPT or used it, you can go to chat.openai.com and sign up for an account. I highly recommend the premium or plus version, whatever it's called. It's 20 bucks a month and you'll get access to ChatGPT4, which is a much more intuitive, really much smarter. You're going to get better outputs from GPT-4 compared to 3.5 on the free version. But if you want to use the free version, you know, dip your toes into this thing. That's how I think myself and Tyler have kind of caught the bug a little bit. You start using it and think, oh, wow, I could use it here. I could use it there. Um, so it's a little bit of trial and error. Okay. Well, I think that's a good list to get us started. Tyler, any uh, resources you would add to that? Well, I, I want to go back to something that Gavin said too, highlighting how we have been, you know, even though AI has really taken off these last six months and ChatGPT being a catalyst for that, like we've been inundated with it for years to the point where you probably don't even realize that if you're listening to this and you're saying, I'm not going to let AI control my life or take over my job or anything like that, you've been surrounded by it for years. Matt, I'm assuming you grew up in the Atari generation playing Pong. Like that, that was AI. Like that was, you were playing against a computer. And we've been doing that for years now. And it's, it's a lot more complex than just a bar moving up and down a screen now. Now it's to the point where video games, you have full in-depth conversations with characters and people that don't exist. I'm reminded too that it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but Apple launched Siri in 2011. Like 2011 feels like a decade ago. It was a decade ago. It was 2012. It was 12 years ago, and and that was groundbreaking at the time. So we've had these advancements over time, and and now we're so used to it. You know, Amazon then rolled out Alexa in 2014. So we we've had these kind of moments in history where things just kind of keep continuing and progressing. It feels like we've moved really quickly these last six months, and Gavin probably will allude to this later on, but. Him and I are probably see posts that hit LinkedIn and hit other places every day that's talking about here are the 100 AI tools that have been developed in the last 100 days. So I think as we approach this conversation, one of the important things that I'm trying to put at the forefront is you're not going to be able to understand everything in this. We have scratched the surface to we are probably at a half of a percent of a percent of understanding what AI is going to be. but I think accepting that it is becoming a normalized part of life and it has been for 30 years and now to the point where there are ways where you can be more efficient in your business, you can be more successful, you can do more with less and utilizing that technology is, is going to be able to, to kind of get you from that point A to point B. Okay, yeah, that, that's the promise of, of a lot of this too. We can be more efficient. We can focus on things that maybe are more in, in certain areas to let AI do some of the grunt work. So a couple of things I want to summarize, and I'll go to Pong first, Tyler, since you brought it up. I don't know if you're trying to age me or, or not, but I actually remember a time before video games and I, I, I had, it was not even an Atari. It was like some non-branded 
thing. And that's literally all it was, was a, a pong. There were two bars on each side of the screen that you just could move up and down and bounce a, a little virtual ball in between them. So video games, uh, AI has come a long way since then. And I wanted to also mention that can be good to take things slow. We're, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different things related to AI and generative AI. Gavin gave us that distinction. BDR, we're developing a policy for our team members on what we can and can't do with AI at this moment. Because if you do go out there and experiment with chat GPT, be a little bit careful. Know that just the information you might put in there is not necessarily private. It might go into educating the chat GPT next version. And so you probably don't want to put something that's proprietary, unique to your company in there without thinking it through. So with that disclaimer, let's talk a little bit more about, well, we've talked about some resources. Let's, let's take this now to the audience of our, of our contractor clients and, and friends and think about, put ourselves in their mind of, okay, AI is out there. We're hearing about it all over the time. We're hearing about chat GPT. What are some things that we could use AI for in the contracting context today. Gavin, you want to take a shot at yeah. that one? Yeah. So I would say, you know, in the contracting space, in, in really just in the in the business space too, is going to be idea generation. You know, you can ask it things that maybe you're not sure exactly how to approach. And, and get some wonderful ideas. You can get some crazy ones. You know, obviously you have to sift through those, right? I mean, that that's life also, you know. But I would really say as far as specific to the HVAC industry, I think you're going to see a lot more in the near future. Uh, the website chatbots that I mentioned earlier. So consumers are able to have conversations with your data. And these are more secured platforms. This isn't necessarily just throwing it out to an open source. These are a lot, a lot of them are close end. Um, and there are privacy policies that these websites have listed. I would highly recommend that if that's of concern and, you know, you're not wanting your proprietary information and IP to be out there floating in the world, you can sign some specific waivers out there to negate that and protect yourself and your team. Also things that I've seen that I think are gonna be really cool are CSR call reviews. So CSR answers the phone, having that first, potentially the first interaction with a company. Uh, and that that's critical, right? It needs to go well, people need to feel trusted, they need to feel heard. And as a CSR, you can get real-time data based on the conversation that you're having with that homeowner of potential next steps you know they're they're great things to have you can create job descriptions and then job postings from these so if you're a contractor who doesn't have written job descriptions they're a great way to do that now you don't necessarily just want to go into chat gpt and say hey write me a job description for a hvac installer it's all about input output so just as you give your team instruction like if you were to just tell a, a new service tech, a new service tech to go fix the air conditioner, 
you might get an air conditioner that gets fixed, but they don't know how to interact with the homeowner. They don't know all these other things. All they know is this one thing that they've been told. Same thing with ChatGPT. You have to give it a little context, talk to it, work through things. You'll get an iteration. It'll literally spit out an answer uh, within 30 seconds. So you take that answer and you ask it to modify it, right? You can change it. It's a, it's a living thing. So don't be afraid of not knowing what to ask either, because you can ask it, hey, you know, what should I ask based on X, Y, Z topic? Uh, and it'll fill in the blanks and give you great questions that you could be asking about that topic. Other things like, you know, job descriptions, uh, job postings, as I mentioned, but SOPs, uh, you can create some generalized SOPs. Again, these are things to be cautious about. They are generalized. ChatGPT does not know industry specifics. They do not know the nuances of your team. They do not, it does not understand personalities. Maybe certain personalities in the business don't click so well. So you want to have an SOP that's tailored in a certain way. So just, again, those are just cautions, but it doesn't, it shouldn't scare you to the point of just not using it. And then also another thing that I see uh, on the horizon is uh, fleet management, assistance with fleet management. A lot of logistics that go into that, especially for larger companies. Maybe they have, maybe they've got one brand, uh, you know, one make and model of truck or van. Maybe there's two or three. Warranties are completely different for those. What needs to be inspected, when it needs to be inspected, making sure that everything's running at peak performance. Uh, what are, you know, daily checks of the vehicles, weekly, monthly? How do those differ? I mean, all these different processes. And what's really cool too is, you know, there's plugins now for ChatGPT and you can take PDFs and you can upload them. So if you have a warranty on a specific vehicle and now that it can access the web too, I mean, you can tell it your make and model and ask it to follow warranty guidelines specific to that make and model and help you build out, you know, fleet management. So there's a lot of things. I know it sounds like a rant from me, a uh, little bit of passion here. It's exciting. It's fun, but that's like my hot take on the, a few things. Yeah, I think there's uh a lot of places to explore, certainly. And Tyler, I want to go to you uh, maybe on the marketing side, because I know we've used it a, a little bit, some different resources. And why don't you talk about uh, what you've used it for? Yeah, one of the things I want to touch on, too, that Gavin hit on was those those call summaries. We actually ex have experienced that where we work with a vendor uh, who helps us execute things on our website. And, and they're using this tool. So our, our weekly meetings that we have with them, they actually generate a report just from kind of the recording of those conversations. I think there's definitely some refinements and some things that are going to be improved for those tools as they go along. But Gavin, I think it's really cool that it's going to be how some of these tools work together. You know, you talk about a, a call coming in and, and that you know, the back end of, okay, can take some of the data that's coming in where you don't have a, a CSR sitting there typing everything out. It's, you know, it's, it's coming in, it's filtering into your system, but then how does that interact with maybe a tool that helps you do smart scheduling? Where, okay, well, that, that data now came in and, and now the, the AI software can then take it and say, you know, we need to schedule this at this time from this technician based on the routes 
and all of that information, you know, we've, we've worked for many years developing our team to do what computers are built to do. And I think one of the, the great things that I've heard about, if I'm talking to you and it sounds like I just said, hey, you're gonna have somebody who replaces, you're gonna have AI that replaces your dispatcher. I don't think that's the case. I think there's still the human element that we need when, within it. But the, the phrase that I've heard people talk about with AI is AI is not coming for your job. AI is just gonna help you do your job better. Somebody who knows how to use AI might be coming for your job. And I think that's where the real differentiation between the, the robot check stand guy and the guy who knows how to fix the robot check stand guy at the grocery store works. But Gavin, I'm interested, Matt, before I answer your question, because I do want to talk about the marketing piece of it. I'm interested, have you heard more about kind of the automation process of how thing, you know, how do these tools work together to make sure that it's not just, okay, I'm doing this and it's using AI and then now I got to take all this information and go somewhere else with it but rather how it kind of syncs together so you could build a process that's more efficient, which is ultimately the goal. Yeah, so there are things out there. I mean, as far as all the information being automated and you having all these different, you know, all these different softwares now trying to communicate, it can also be challenging. You know, you're putting duct tape on a million different things. So if you're already using Microsoft, right for a for your team's like suite of products so you're using microsoft teams if you're using some sort of crm within like if you're using that software i mean take service titan for example right you're using service titan service titan is going to be and already has already has integrated a lot of different ai features within their software so a lot of this too isn't necessarily about going out and finding the next best thing but as you make those critical partnerships, like with software, being a service titan or whoever else, right? Not picky there, that is your decision to make, but make sure it's the right decision for the long run. And they're going to assist with a lot of the automation process, right? I mean, there are huge companies that specialize in software. So just like uh, business owners who it's like, hey, you might not be a marketing expert, so you have a marketing team, Right, S same thing, right? So you don't have to be the dedicated expert with, about AI, but start having those conversations with your current partners, your current vendors, right? And, and find out, hey, what are you guys seeing with this? How are you using it? How do you see it changing the landscape? And make sure that you're partnering with the right people. But yeah, I think it is interesting, Tyler, on the, you know, the dispatching side, and you, you mentioned, you know, uh, AI is not coming for your job. I think that's spot on. You know, it's just like, you know, contractors that now use digital gauges or contractors that use a, a field management software. The use of the tool doesn't all of a sudden make you more profitable. It doesn't all of a sudden attract more talent. It doesn't all of a sudden revolutionize your business. But you you continue to use it. You get better at using it. And over time, right, you become more efficient at using the tool. You understand the tool, use cases, and you become an expert on that topic over time. And I think it's just great now that everybody's starting to have the conversation. 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's great. And I I love how you put that too. Go, you know, approach your current partners. How are they utilizing this? Because you you should have companies that you're working with that are probably on the forefront of some of that technology. And I think that's been a big point for us, Matt, kind of transitioning back to what we were talking about with marketing. You know, we're we're looking at some of the companies that we partner with and how are they using that technology and how how can we integrate it into our process and and I'll give a couple of brief examples, but this is a podcast that we're recording. We've learned how to generate ideas and content for how we publish this that utilizes ChatGPT. We can feed it the questions that Matt's going to be asking us today, and it can give us kind of a summary of what the podcast is talking about. Now, is that something that we copy and paste and put on our website? No, we, we still want to review it on the, the human side and kind of tweak it, but it gives us a good base foundation. And I think on the creative side of AI, that's what our focus has been. It's, it's that idea starter. Sometimes we just going in and starting with a blank page is kind of terrifying and saying, I got to write this article or blog post, or I got to do this social media post. There's a really cool tool that we stumbled upon about a month ago, and it creates advertisements for your social media, for your, you know, your Google ads, your display campaigns, that kind of the strategy that you have there to put messaging out in the marketing place. And all we had to do was feed it a headline at some copy about what the product was and it created the images for us and we could choose different styles and it generated something like 150 different designs in less than a minute. And I immediately went to our one of our marketing team members here who helps us with design and I say, okay, I'm going to show you this. This is not going to replace what you are doing, but it's, it's a cool way to look at it and say, wow, we were starting from ground zero on, we, we didn't know what to look at in terms of how we were going to promote this product on social media. So we went to this AI tool and said, hey, can you just give us some ideas? We gave it, the, we fed it the right amount of information. And it then generated something where we could we could utilize it in a social media ad promoting a product. And I think ultimately it's not about you know or we're we're trying to replace everything that will everything every person with a technology or a piece of of artificial intelligence, but it's going to help support those people better. And our team member was able to take some of those designs and and tweak them and make them fit our brand a little bit better and. All of a sudden, we had a couple ads ready to go for for some of the stuff we were promoting. So, I I love it as a base foundation of getting you started on what you want to create, what you want to do, and and again, going back to what Gavin said and working with existing vendors and providers, push some some of this back on them too. Ask ask them to show you how they're utilizing it, and because if if they're if they're moving forward, if they're growing, if they're adapting, if, if they're going to help push your business forward, they should be looking into this as well. Yeah, that, to me, brings up a couple different distinctions we can we can start to make here. You know, maybe if you're a person that's kind of thinking, yeah, this AI thing, it sounds a little speculative. I'm not sure uh, how I would use it. Just know that it's probably already in or going to be in the software and other tools that you're you're using now or you're going to be using. So it's coming your way. You probably won't notice it as much, just like we don't really notice it on Netflix when it recommends us the next movie or um, you know, when we go to the grocery store and we use the self-checkout. 
it, you know, we don't we don't notice those things. It just makes it uh, hopefully a little smoother or a little bit better thing. Contrast that with you know, if we're trying to get ideas and come up with something new, Gavin talked about the difference between AI, like in a movie recommendation for Netflix versus generative AI, chat GPT, which can actually give you back ideas from information you give to it as a starting point or questions or prompts, is I think the term that you ask it. It'll give you information back. And maybe that's something if you have a, a deeper interest in this and, and want to, you know, you like being more on the cutting edge, that's a place you could go to and really explore. And for those that are maybe a little more conservative or, or not sure, you dive into your, your tools that you're using, as Gavin said, have those conversations with your vendors so you know what's coming, what those new features are, and, and how you can start using them and taking advantage of them. Anything either of you guys would add to that or, or uh, change <laughs> how I said that? No, I think uh, I think that's a great place to start and a, and a good, a real good framework. And the things Tyler was saying too uh, on the marketing side, you know, awesome stuff. Cool. So we've kind of talked about a lot of different things, some different tools, some different ways to think about uh, using AI. What are some let's call them best practices for now. Maybe, maybe we've already kind of got some of them out there, but let, let's see what we can uh, come up with on how to, to utilize these technologies. Are, are there any best practices that we can share? Yeah, I think first and foremost is use it. That's going to be, I mean, you're you're never going to get used to it or really understand it without using it. Um, and that's again, if you don't want to, you've got zero interest, makes sense, but it's it's only gonna move faster. There's gonna be more tools. Tyler mentioned, I mean, there's like hundreds a day. Nobody's keeping up with it. There's thousands of companies that have been developed, you know, tens of thousands probably that have been developed around this technology, but use it. Familiarize yourself with it, get used to the prompting, right? It's input, output. Second really would be uh, trust, but verify or a, or a, maybe a verify then trust. You know, it, it's integrated with Bing now. I know Google has their own now. I, I was in the beta version, I think. But, you know, now you can be on Google, you know, on your cell phone. And basically you can have a conversation with AI. So it's changing how consumers will be making selections. You know, you're able to be on Google longer get your answer without ever maybe having to go to a website so that's also interesting the marketing teams and again your partner vendors are going to have a really close eye on all this so don't get too scared but it's just changing the landscape so yeah really first for me use it trust but verify and then your partnerships those are going to be the three things around this have the conversation start talking with people other people, friends in the industry, see how others are using it. And if it's something that's working for them and could be replicated and work for you, success leaves clues. And this is all new to everybody. So when things are new, they're exciting. People are going to talk about it. They're going to share their wins, you know, and just get around the conversation. I think there's a great conversation to be had on LinkedIn. Um, there's a lot of business owners. There's a lot of AI experts within the LinkedIn platform, 
really educational. And you can, what's really cool is that just all the information you can get. I mean, there's people that post all this wild stuff and you can just literally, it's like free education, you know? So take advantage of the tools at hand, learn about it, and over time, find things that resonate with you and see if it's something that makes sense to actually implement in your business and start small. Man, I love everything you said there, Gavin, on those best practices. Use it. Just practice with it and get to know it. I liked how you said verify, then trust. I, I think that's maybe a, the, the way to say that. Of You got to make sure what, you're, what you might be getting out of chat GPT or some other sources is, is actually going to be accurate uh, in what you're looking for. There's a difference between a result you might get there and something you get from a a best practices group that you might be part of, that they have resources that have been proven and built over decades of time. So verify, then trust, explore partnerships, start small. Tyler, anything you would add to that? Well, I like the verify, then trust. Trust, then verify is, is one of those big key concepts we teach on for, for our leadership training. And I think it's so funny that you see the parallels in how you interact with AI can be very similar as how you interact with maybe somebody who reports to you. And I've discovered this in utilizing chat GPT. Sometimes I realize that I don't give the best instructions the first time around. The prompt that I give in or what I'm asking for, I might not even know what I'm asking for. And it's actually had me evaluate how I give instructions and how I communicate to my team because it's like, well, if the AI didn't know what I wanted, then how's my, how's my human team members gonna know what I'm looking for. So I, I really like that. You hit on one there at the end too, Gavin, because I think you were just, we we're just going through all of them. It was the start small. I think that's been the biggest challenge for me in using AI was if you go and look at my, my chat GPT log right now, I have about probably a hundred different prompts that I've started. And I bet Gavin has three times that. It is really easy to start a new thing. Uh, well, one of the things that we are, are passionate about here, and I, Matt, I know Matt will bring up the quote, so I'm going to jump the gun on this quote from Barry Burnett. One completion is worth a thousand starts. I think AI is, is a great kind of point where that proves very true. Uh, what we should be seeking in, in utilizing AI is, is a completion or an execution of something, not just another idea or another thing that we can start. Because it's really easy to start something. It's really easy to go to, to chat GPT or go to an AI tool and say, hey, do this thing for me. Uh, and then all of a sudden it becomes just another thing that you've started that says, wow, I'd, I'd love to do this. Because it's, it's going to be easy to get overwhelmed because of the power that, that AI tools have. It's, gonna be, it's, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by here's all the things that I could be doing and that all, all the things that AI is showing me. Oh, yeah, it's actually easier to do it. But now you have to go execute on it. Now you have to go implement on it. And, and I think that's gonna be one of the real challenges for people moving forward is that information is now so readily available. What's what, it, what do you actually do with that information? Okay, yeah, no, those are, are great points. And uh, uh, yeah, start small and, hmm. and look for completions and find those things that will actually give you a, a result, you know, that's gonna impact your business. It's easy to go down some rabbit holes here with ChatGPT or or any of these uh, resources, just like you might do with YouTube or something. You know, you look up and a couple hours have gone by, and you're like, "What? What happened? What have I accomplished?" 
So I think those are all great uh, best practices. Anything that we would say like is more of a pitfall that we just maybe something to stay away from at this point? I would say be very cautious about uploading your company's specific data. You business owners, teams, you were, you have worked hard to <laughs> acquire that data. So don't just willy nilly throw it up and hope for the best. Do research on that. Do some due diligence. You wouldn't just go take all that information and hand it to the business down the street or post it up on social media. Maybe, probably not, right? So uh, I think safeguarding your information because that's what is really powerful here is the data. And obviously kind of data is not that great if it's not accurate, but a whole nother topic. But anyways, just be cautious about uploading your company's information. Yeah, I think that's that's a great one. Uh, Tyler, any other uh, pitfalls maybe to avoid that you would say? One of the ones that I've I've started thinking about lately too is is how we don't develop an over over reliance on on AI. We we still want to go to our team members for things that they bring to the table that they're good at. I don't think there's ever going to be a level where we can completely maximize and fully utilize AI to its fullest potential. But what I would say is look at the balance between, okay, we're going to use this to help if, you know, optimize this area of our business. We're going to allow our team to do things that they are still good at. Gavin's probably aware of this. I saw a tool that was shared on LinkedIn recently. There was a video. It was a sales rep. And while they were in their sales call, it had a scroll going on the side that would tell them it was analyzing what they were saying, what the customer was saying in a sales call and prompting them, here's what you should say next. And I think that level is of preparation before a call is, is good, but you lose out on that human element then of letting somebody do what they're good at. You know, Gavin's a, a great salesperson. We've got a really solid sales team here working for our coaching department, not allowing them to, to do what they're good at and saying, well, now you have to rely on AI and every response that you're going to give has to be based on what the what AI is telling you that analyzes in, in this situation. I, I think it's equatable to baseball. For those of you who follow baseball out there, sabermetrics became a really big thing in baseball over the last decade. And all of a sudden it became, well, how can we analyze, you know, when you should bunt or if you should bunt or when you should steal or not steal? And, and they kind of took the decisions out of the hands of the managers and, and the, you know, the baseball and put them in, in the hands of the data people. In reality, there were, there were going to be some human elements that came into the game that, that managers had to make those decisions to, to help their team win. So there is still a human element that we need in all of this that we, we can't overlook in the midst of having this vast amount of data at our at our hands now i like that money ball reference yeah totally yes. um <laughs> and i but i think you you the the thing i loved about that is the let someone do what they're good at you know and, and really we're not nobody's going to get replaced in the short term you know we're in a in a human human interactions are going to be a key part of our industry going forward you know the technician's still going to need to uh, interact with the homeowner when they get there. 
You're still going to have to go assess the issue that might be with the system. You know, there might be some tools that are helping them do that. You know, some AI related tools, who knows, doing that. But then they're going to have to go back to the customer and, and explain to them what happened, give them the repair options. Maybe when they give them the repair options, AI is giving them a prompt, like Tyler said, of here's a way you could present that based on what was found at the unit. And then they're still going to have to go fix it and continue that relationship with the homeowner till the next time. So human beings are going to stay important, but I think there's going to be these things, these tools and resources that will be available to us. And I mean, that's kind of maybe I think a good way to finish where we can just be a little speculative, kind of brainstorm here a little bit about how we see um, maybe in the future the home services industry being impacted by AI. You know, like I said, I, following on what Tyler mentioned about the prompts, big call centers are already doing that, you know, where their folks who are operators who are answering the phone are getting prompts from AI suggesting the next thing to say, analyzing the quote unquote emotional content of the uh, of the call. Um, so they can say, okay, this customer seems to be getting a little agitated. Maybe you say this now, that sort of thing. So guys, and I'll, I'll come to Gavin here first. In the context of the home services industry, anything that you would just kind of see like being possible here in the future, AI related? Yeah, so I think uh, in in the contractor space, the trades, I think that really leadership owners, managers, like your team is going to be able to focus focus more of their time on higher leverage tasks. Because again, these are tools, a lot of this is designed to improve efficiencies with repetitive tasks. Data entry, there's a lot of things you know, you could have a great salesperson, but they're just not the great, the, the best at, you know, inputting all these fields and the data and the, the details. Uh, great with people, but you can have a tool now that can help that person shine and focus more of their time on that task at hand, whether that be installers, service technicians, managers, right? Also, just a cool little fact here about GPT and how fast it grew. I mean, it went from to, it grew to like a hundred million users. I think in two months, two or three months, something something right around there. That's with new technology, right? And I and I looked up the iPhone 12. So it's been around for a while, right? It took just about seven months for there to be a hundred million users of an iPhone 12. And that's something that people are familiar with. It's out there. So it's just wild how fast it blew up. But also with that said, coming down the line here for contractors, I think project management, especially for new construction, going to be huge. There's a lot of moving parts there with logistics, estimating, all of that. I think there'll be great tools that contractors can utilize to improve their efficiencies to improve the role of the project manager, to improve the role of the estimators and everything in between. Ultimately, just more and more productivity and efficiency improvements. You're gonna have shorter time horizons from uh, starting employees, 
you know, entry level employees to great employees because there's going to be the learning curve here is going to be reduced. So you're going to be able to onboard faster. You're going to be able to train people faster. A lot of people are visual learners. Maybe they're more auditory learners. They learn by reading things, whatever it may be, right? Video, text, or audio. So I think the, there's going to be a lot of tools that allow contractors to use and create visual and audio and text SOPs or installation best practices or service call best practices. And there's a lot of tools that are already doing that. I just think they're going to be more readily available and, and just more options. Uh, something I think also, and I've just from listening and observing, but you know, larger companies, you have CTOs and CIOs. I think there's uh, chief technology officers and chief information officers. I think you'll over time see a chief automation officer who is solely focused on how can we automate tasks to improve our efficiencies. And obviously, you know, the larger the team, you know, 1%, 2% improvements are huge. Uh, and they compound like crazy. But as far as you know, residential space, I think sales, there's going to be sales tools that come down the line to improve your sales metrics, average ticket, closing rates. I honestly think the chatbot thing's huge. There's e-commerce platforms that have, you know, contractors can have e-commerce shopping sites within their website, you know, so you can buy filters, you can buy other parts. So I think augmenting that with a chatbot, now you have an interact a way for a consumer now to interact and ask questions about parts. Again, contractor can feed that chatbot the information so it knows how to answer those questions. A lot of things. So I think sales, that role is going to be improved. And just overall efficiencies with every department and how your team communicates. I know that's a lot. I'm, I'm saying a lot here, but it's it, it's going to do a lot and nobody here really knows all those things. We're all learning together, but just if you look at what's happened in the past six months and think, wow, what does that mean for the next five years? And five years is a really short amount of time. So it's an extremely rapid pace that it's moving at. So yeah, I think those are some things though that'll absolutely help the contractor space. Yeah, boy, a, a lot there, Gavin. Thank you. Um, giving us uh, indiv as individuals opportunities to focus more on high leverage tasks through automation and data analysis. One thing I can envision is on the data side, you know, being able to go through your whole customer list and look at, okay, how old is their system? And based on that, okay, everything older than 10 years old, uh, we want to send out uh, an email to that group talking to them about the reasons they may want to start thinking about replacing their system. And it could do all that. <laughs> you basically, as, as a leader manager, would make that decision of, okay, we're, we're going to try and uh, assess our customer list and figure out how we can generate some, some new leads through that. And, and it could do all those things I just mentioned. And it would all happen automatically. I think that's quite a ways out, but those things are in the future. Tyler, what do you envision with this technology? Yeah, just I think that one of the big ones that Gavin hit on there with the efficiency side, and I think it's going to be really important to utilize the technology to achieve actually something. 
we talk a lot about processes and procedures within BDR. And there's a great uh, tool that Gavin showed our, our team a couple weeks ago about how you can record yourself creating a process. You know, I know there's tools out there for technicians as well. We've, we've highlighted some of our SAI partners, but they offer tools that would allow you while you're on site to, to record yourself doing something. But that exists as well for us. We, we do a lot of stuff on the computers. We, we need to know, okay, how do we share this to this place or how do we get that? And Gavin was showing us a tool on that. What, what really stood out to me in that was our emphasis on processes and procedures ultimately to make things more efficient. It is not to complicate something. It is to, we are going to achieve a net result uh, and an improvement. And we're gonna spend less time doing this because we've got a process we follow and we can get the same results every time. I think the efficiency side with AI is, is really important too. It would be easy to go down and invest a ton of time into an AI tool, into learning chat GPT, without having an understanding of what am I gonna get out of this in the long run? And you absolutely should invest in learning and growing, but you should have a goal on what you wanna achieve. One of the things that we looked at in the marketing department was we currently track how long it takes us to do certain things, and we looked and we said, what's an area that we're spending a lot of time in that could be automated where it might take us a little time now to learn how to do this, but ultimately we're not gonna spend four hours every week working on this. Instead, we're gonna spend a half hour through optimizing it through AI, and now we can allocate that time to something that's gonna allow us to do more. So I think just being aware of where you're spending time and how that how you could use some of these tools to cut back on that time. Yeah, I think that that's great time management. I can see this being used in inventory management as well. You know, for for a contractor, making that uh, better in the future, more automatic, more automated. Placing an order once you got you hit the minimum quantity for a certain item, the order is automatically placed. Nobody has to even do anything. Maybe that that might already exist. I don't know. Taking, as Gavin said, those little repetitive tasks that right now a human being's got to do and analyze and take an action on. If we get rid of those, then then what's left is the more strategic items to Tyler's point of, okay, well, how do we better manage our time or how do we use this extra time that we have and making those sorts of decisions going forward? So it'll be an interesting future for all of us, no doubt. And Gavin, you kind of mentioned the pace of how this is coming out. You compared the the iPhone rollout to the chat GPT rollout. I just happened to uh, read some things about, they were talking about modern warfare and how uh, drones are becoming a much bigger part of the modern warfare. And they, they talk specifically about the time horizons, how that's collapsing now in war, where in the Cold War, you know, if uh, somebody was going to launch a nuclear strike against another country, you probably would have a couple hours, one to two hours to, to make a decision and do something because the, the missiles had that much time to travel and to get where they needed to go. And it's slowly but surely collapsing in, as warfare takes on new forms and it becomes more drone oriented and they can be closer to the fields of action. And so it's now minutes that somebody might have before there's an, an attack to take action on. And it, and it feels like that's what's happening in our world a little bit too, in that 
we're all having to move a little bit faster and these new things keep coming at us quicker and quicker. So I think maybe a good way to start bringing this conversation to a conclusion, go back to some of the things that Gavin said on the best practices. We can all take a breath, I think. We're hearing about mm -hmm. chat GPT, we're hearing about AI. Okay, well, let's go out, try it. Let's stick our toes in the water. Let's verify, then trust. Talk to our partners, maybe some experts that know about it. Let's learn and let's start small. You know, we don't have to feel pressure on this. It's 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 coming. We got to be aware of it, but we got to figure out how it's going to work for us and and how to Tyler's point, we can actually turn it into actual results. You know, how can we use these things to really make our business better, make ourselves more efficient, make it a better place for us to work, that people want to stay at and have a career because we're bringing these tools, being more efficient and allowing them to do high leverage tasks that Gavin talked about. That's the kind of stuff people love to do. And that's, they, they want to be part of a company that's moving forward like that. So I think there's a lot to offer here for uh, companies, our industry. It's been a great discussion. I want to go to each of you and just kind of get some final thoughts. Tyler, I'm going to come to you first. Any final thoughts, anything maybe we haven't covered that you want to share with our audience? I think the one thing that I, I want to leave people with um, as, as we think about the future and moving into it and how we can continue to utilize this, I think one of the great proponents of change is always looking at our customer base. And I think it's important to know your customers are experiencing and using AI right now. And so we can have this you know, stance that, you know, AI is out there, but I'm not really going to do anything with it, or I'm just going to take a backseat to it. Like your customers are now interacting with AI. They are utilizing new tools that are coming out to find a better way, a better, if they're looking for a new system, they're getting insights from that. They, they're inundated with it on a daily basis. And so if, if they are having that experience, if you are not offering a similar experience and being able to utilize similar tools that are out there. And again, doesn't mean you have to run out there and today, well, I'm going to sign up for Chad GPT and I need to generate all of these prompts and, and have to add all of these different plugins and tools. Like you can take it one day, one, one thing at a time. What's one thing that you can work on to, to be better and, and to grow in this direction. But, but it's here, your customers are inter interacting with it. Um, and we have to be prepared to, to meet them in the same place that we are, not expect that they come down to the level that we're at. We need to rise to the level that they are. Yeah, we want to be easy to do business with and, and yeah, come to the level of our customers. I like that. Gavin, final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts on all this is really just start using it. I know I've said that before, but get a baseline understanding of it. Form your opinion on this talk with your team. Uh, if you have a leadership team within your business or, you know, management, speak, speak with them. Uh, see if, are they using it in their personal lives? Do you have anybody that can kind of fast track you, catch you up to speed with specifics? Uh, Tyler's spot on, you know, consumers are using it. There was a, over a hundred million users within two months and it's been Oh, I don't know, another four and a half since then. So I don't know how many users there are now, but it's a ton. And that's just with one little platform. It's going to become more commonplace. It's all over the news, right? People are talking about it. Look at us today. So again, just using it, getting in there, asking it, prompting it, 
seeing the information uh, and seeing, again, where you can really implement it. And as we've said before, talk with your existing partners. Don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel here because you don't. A lot of companies, right, they're in the tech space. They're going to roll this technology into their platform to make it easier for you to do business with your customers. And, you know, if anybody's interested in continuing the conversation, I'm active on LinkedIn. That's probably the only platform that I'm active on. You can find me there, Gavin Percy. I'd love to continue speaking with you. Okay. Well, that's well said. And I thank you both for uh, all the uh, conversation today. I think we covered a lot of uh, ground related to AI and uh, it's been a fun conversation. So uh, Tyler, Gavin, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Gavin, we'll look forward to having you on future podcasts. And uh, Tyler, you're going to get your uh, two-time uh, podcast guest uh, t-shirt in the mail here soon. Watch for that. And for those that are listening, thank you very much. We will catch you next time.